This show happens because of Cornerstone. If you've got a whole lot of process-driven tasks that you're just not getting done, or you're doing them yourself, then think about getting a virtual assistant through Cornerstone. Book a discovery call with owner David War now on 02-9083-6689. Now, you guys know how much I love seeing business owners challenge the way business gets done in their industry. Well, today's guest has taken on how physiotherapists charge and is reaping the rewards Big time. Well, I said, welcome to a small business marketing show. Where successful small business owners share their souls. To take your marketing straight to the lead. Now, here's your host, Mr. Timbo Reed. And welcome back to another episode of the Small Business Big Marketing Show, Australia's number one marketing podcast. I'm your host, Timbo Reed. You? Infinitely more importantly, you're a motivated business owner, just in case you didn't know, and you are ready to crank out some really good marketing. I mean brilliant marketing to build that beautiful business of yours into the empire it deserves to be. It's exactly what we do around here. That's what we've been doing for 300 and 50 episodes, which is what today's episode number is, in case you were wondering. Thanks for joining us again. If it's your first time around, welcome. We welcome you with open arms. Big show today, Brad Beer, a physiotherapist who successfully implemented a pricing model that's shaking up the way the whole industry of physiotherapy is charging. Plus, he's got some really solid views on marketing. I share another low-cost marketing idea in What Have You Got to Lose? Today's idea is all about putting on a VIP event. I share a sneak preview of a chat I had with partnership guru Glenn Carlson, who details the nine steps he used to build a multi-million dollar business by creating smart strategic partnerships, and we go back into the vault, the small business big marketing vault, that is, revisiting a hugely popular episode from a few years ago with email marketing specialist Shane Tilly. Whew. As per usual, team. Marketing G-O-L-D dripping from the ceiling over here at Small Business Big Marketing's HQ. So let's get stuck right in. This week saw the launch of an exclusive webinar series for members of the Small Business Big Marketing Club, of which I hope you are one. If you're not, it's not too late to join. I'll explain how later. Glenn Carlson, the founder of the Key Person of Influence program, joined us to explain the nine steps he uses to create highly profitable partnerships. Here he is talking about the all-important first step. Step one is what are you trying to get done, right? What is the thing that if you were to achieve that thing would create a transformational order of magnitude? And by the way, this event took us from... Uh, zero to over a million in revenue in our first year, a million in profit in two and a half years or so, just leveraging the strategy. But this was the starting point, and I want to unpack it to prove you don't need stuff to start with because people now look at what we're doing and they go, oh, it's good for you because you've got the podcast and the brand and the events and the this and the that and the everything and the global business and whatever. Didn't have that at the start. Started with mm. zilch, right? And so in six years... Um, we've built a you know, 20 million plus global small business where, I don't know, 85% of all of our revenue uh, and major opportunities and the breakthroughs have come through this strategy. So I'm all in on it is what I'm saying. Step one, what are you trying to get done? What is that big thing that would create the order of magnitude, the 10x breakthrough? And the, the reason that I like 10x thinking is not only does it sound very cool and like it's something that's come out of Silicon Valley, which is very edgy right now, but it's often easier um, to pull off something big and exciting than something small and me mediocre because no one wants to support or engage or get involved with something small and mediocre. It's like if you're looking to recruit a team member, and you're like, oh, yeah, I kind of run this dinky die, little small thing, and it's nothing much, and da-da-da. No one wants to support you or work with you or come and join that team for a, at a discount. 
Um, as opposed to people do want to work with a company, even if it's a small budding company with a great vision and a great uh, leader that's, you know, communicating that vision, et cetera. So, you know, uh, playing 10X often just makes everything a lot easier. So I think- And there's, I mean, that, the, the wonderful quote, shoot for the stars and land on the moon. So if you're running for 10X and you get 5X. Yeah. Oh, I'm... <sighs> I've recently, I've recently come across some thinking where I've changed my thinking around shoot for the stars and, and, you'll, and you'll hit the moon. Oh, controversial. Uh, Glenn goes on to explain why he no longer agrees with that saying, plus he shares his other eight tried and tested steps in creating profitable partnerships. And I've got to tell you, it was 60 minutes of absolute marketing gold. And you can listen to the whole lot as often as you like by joining the Small Business Big Marketing Club over at crankmymarketing.com. It's just 67 bucks a month. And if you can't make that back plus multiples more each month, then I am doing something wrong. Coming up after this interview, I share another low-cost marketing idea in that wonderful segment that I know you all love called What Have You Got to Lose? But first, let's meet Pogo Physio's Brad Beer, who is challenging the way business gets done in his industry, particularly the way physiotherapy services are priced. Now, I've got to tell you, it doesn't matter if you're not a physiotherapist, uh, this is a wonderful chat around pricing what it is you sell. A little bit about Brad. He's delivered in excess of 25,000 physiotherapy consultations. He's got an Amazon best-selling book called You Can Run Pain-Free. He's a media commentator on all things running. He hosts the Physical Performance Podcast. Got to love that, fellow podcaster. Champion triathlete and marathon runner is Brad. He lives, I like this, in his bio, he says he lives at the intersection of maximising potential and physical performance. We've spoken about finding your intersection on past shows, and uh, it's a powerful thing to do, and I like where Brad's intersection is at. He's also uh, a physio to the stars, having treated the likes of Pink Floyd's Roger Waters. Hello. Bit of comfortably numb. It's probably how you feel after a t- after a session with Brad. So listen in as we go deep on a clever new way of pricing services that Brad calls the Finish Line Program. Why the third iteration of his business is finally the right one. It's good, kind of reassuring to know that you know you don't always get it right the first time. He's got to keep plugging away. Um, and Brad's got a deep, deep respect for marketing. Uh, and he, so he talks a lot about how he gets his name in front of his ideal clients. As usual, <laughs> I kick things off in a very serious manner. I want to talk names with you. Two names. First of all, Brad Beer. Like, well done on that surname. <laughs> I didn't get any choice in that, Timbo, but it uh, it uh, had its bonuses and it had its detractions, <laughs> you know, particularly through high school. I think I had 4X, 2Es, you know. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, the whole lot. Uh, my sister had a tougher time. Yeah, I guess so. Well, one, <laughs> of, the great, one of the great headlines in marketing is free beer. So, um, <laughs> you know, so many gags, so little time. What about, <laughs> what yeah. about Pogo Physio? Are you, are you really happy with that and where'd it come from? Yeah, Tim, uh, great question. Um, uh, we are happy with it and the origins of it, and we often get asked about it. Uh, Tim, we came out of uh, – we've had I've had 11 years in physiotherapy practice ownership, so 11 years in business. In that time, we've had three life cycles, if you like, Tim. Uh, this is our current iteration, and we don't plan on making any, any more changes. Yeah. Um, you know, the middle years were spent in a franchise environment and obviously – you know, those environments can be quite um, regulated in the approach mm. and the feel and, you know, the culture, you don't get to choose that sort of stuff. So after that era closed or ended, we came into this, you know, this third iteration. And at that stage, Tim, I, you know, we engaged a, a local branding agency ah. and we wanted to, wanted to build it from the ground up with some, you know, uh, intention. Interesting. And so, you know, we decided to make an investment into that process and, we sat around. There was some creatives in the room. There was myself, and I always like short names, Timbo. And yep. for some reason, I like the roundness of the O and the fact that it sort of rolled off the tongue with physio. Um, and so we're brainstorming short four-letter words that couldn't be abbreviated over time. 
and you know we're like Togo, Mojo, you know all these different things that mm-hmm. just fly off. I remember thinking Timbo Pogo. I remember thinking that's just ridiculous. I'm not even going to say it. And at that point, I thought that's when I need to say it. And I said it. And I saw the creatives literally just light up, and they're all like, "That's it." I'm like, "Really? You can't call a practice pogo?" <laughs> and uh, so the, you know, there was no acronym behind it. It was it was short. It was fun, and people can really. And I guess it's how we tell our story as to what we do uh, is what determines people's, you know, perception of it, but it sticks. And that's, I guess, all important. Yeah, it does stick. It is short. And I was wondering, well, that's really interesting. Interesting that you, as a small business owner, albeit in your third iteration, employed a, a branding agency, uh, never a cheap exercise. Was it a successful exercise given that you came up with the name? <laughs> yeah, I didn't think of that. Um, yeah, I believe it was, Tim. Uh, you know, they did some research through our clients. And at that stage, we had a very, you know, strong, healthy local business with, you know, a sizable database. So they did some research there. And and I guess the reason why we would put aside the substantial sum that it was to go through the process was I'd always had a big vision for our industry. I'd always been bothered by some of the frustrations with, you know, the limitations of the physiotherapy private sector. So, I guess I knew deep down at a heart level that, you know, we wanted this to be visible beyond a local level at some point in the mm-hmm. in the business ownership, you know, journey. And so I kind of had a sense that let's make it right the first time rather mm-hmm. than do a clip art job and iterate it as we go. Interesting. Do you mind if I asked what you ended up what that ended up costing you? Yeah, Tim, it was ten thousand dollar investment. So what at that, that stage. You? Yeah, what did it get us? It, it got us uh, the look and the feel. So the brands, I guess the style guide, if you like, which, um, you know, it doesn't get you the whole kit and caboodle where you, it's a turnkey solution. You've got everything at your fingertips. You still have to obviously go and do further jobs. But it gave us that strong start. It gave us, you know, they did a bit of culture work as well. And out of that, Tim, we came up with our three, still to this day, three years into this iteration, uh, core values, have hashtag have daily fun, excellence and delivering our customers, our hero. So it really helped us streamline our thinking around what's important to us. So I believe we got great value. Do you, it's interesting because there'd be plenty of people listening uh, who are hearing not a lot of physical outputs from your $10,000 spend, but it sounds like what that process did was kind of articulate your thinking around what the brand stands for, your values, uh, the story around it. Is that Would that be fair to say? And, and you got a style guide. Exactly. And and I guess now we're at a point where, you know, this year we start, you know, uh, scaling up, if you like, our, our approach to the industry through some licensing. And mm-hmm. so I look back now and I think, yeah, that was a, you know, a solid investment at the time. That's never, never easy, but it's like it, it gave us something that strong foundations to build from. And, you know, our current graphic design uh, designer who uh, he just pulls directly out of the style guide. And in fact, he was one of the guys that inputted into it at the previous business. Mm. He's now now out freelancing. So it's been a great continuity on that sense as well. Yeah, good on you, Brad, because I, I funnily enough, even just this morning, I did a coaching session with someone who's starting a business. And um, whilst she was very keen to cut to the chase of what what is the offer that she's going to create um, and sort of get to the pointy end, um, pulling back and actually having a look at what the brand or the business stands for and how to turn it into a brand and what are the emotional qualities of that brand that are really going to hook people in to paying attention. It, it, it's work that is highly valued, is not highly valued, but highly important. Yeah, good distinction, mm-hmm. isn't it? It's it's everything. It's, it's it is every every contact that a, a prospective client or a client has. It's all branding, and I, you know, I, I know you've got a great penchant for this. I just love when you go somewhere and you, they're intangibles. You can't yeah. put your finger on it. Be like, it's presented well. It's beautiful mm-hmm. design. It's the services there. You're like, that was an experience, and uh, you know that's that's always been important to me, Timber. Well, I just think you know, you look at all you have to do is go and look at some of the bigger brands. And I've said this before. I'll say it again. There's a lot of stuff that the top end of town, I think, gets wrong in their marketing, but there's a lot of stuff they get right. And one of the things they get right is that that respect of the brand, the discipline to uh, make sure that that brand presents itself consistently across all touch points, and that over time, prospects and customers develop a real familiarity and comfort with it because that brand is consistent and doesn't, doesn't change uh, drastically at any one point. Yep. Mm. Love it, mate. Hey, um, physios, 
Jeez, mate, they uh, they do annoy me. Um, <laughs> you with me, I, I, Timbo? I'm with you. Tell me why. Tell me why. <laughs> Tell well, me why. I, I, it is a digression, and I do want to get into what makes you different. Uh, yep. So it is a bit of a segue, but. Come on, busy. You don't mind if I call you busy, do you? Because, look, here's the thing, and, and, I, and I take, I will take 51% of the blame for what I'm about to say, right? Yep, yep. You, Just give it to me, square up. Yeah. You and all other physios take the other yep. 49. Um, yep. I go, mm-hmm. I get a quick little treatment. And I'm well, gonna I'm gonna reference breaking my arm in a bike in a cycling accident two years ago. Uh, quick treatment, little bit of a rub down. Oh, that felt good. Um, go home and do these exercises, and we'll see you next week. Mm. Now I'm not I'm not a big one for the exercise. Yep. And now I know I should be. That's why I'm taking most of the blame. Right. No, well. Yeah, it's interesting dynamic. Yep. So carry on. I'm, I'm, this is great market well, research. I, yeah, it is. there you go. Sorry, listeners, we're just doing market research now, but I think this <laughs> yeah. is valuable because I know I know a little bird tells me that uh, you also share similar thoughts to me. Yep. Um, but I, I then I just get left feeling okay. Well, I'm going to roll up next week and the week after and the and like guess what. I stopped going. Mm, surprise, surprise. Yeah. Did, did you feel like this was kind of like a never-ending, let's just see how you go, rock up next week? Is that where you're at? Mate, I saw no finish line. Oh. <laughs> hey, you like that? I do, Tim, I do. Oh, Tim, look, your experience, um, thanks for sharing that. Mm. And, I, you know, I recall you'd fall off a bike and, yep. you know, it wasn't across the details of the injury, but, your experience, as much as I'd like to tell you, is unique. Sadly, I know is not the case. Mm. And, you know, if really I sort of talk about I've been in the industry for 10 years and banged my head against a brick wall to kind of get some revelation about how it could be potentially done differently. And, mm. you know, you mentioned those two words there, the finish, or the finish line, three words. <laughs> and really that, you know, obviously it's a bit of play on words, but that is is what we're about. We are as a practice about presenting a model of care that's first time in our industry, Tim. Uh, it's unique. It's pioneering. It's been challenging for a whole lot of reasons to get up and get running. And um, we're there now. And really what we're trying to do is to make sure that anyone that walks through our doors doesn't get that experience that you described. It feels like it's never ending. You get a bit of exercise you got to go do, and there's mm-hmm. never really any result achieved. And all that's achieved is I talk about three brand damages. It's damage to the brand of the practitioner that looked after you because you never really would walk out and rave about the experience. It's damage to the physiotherapy brand because next time you go try a different allied health service, Tim, mm-hmm. and it's damage to that practice. You're not going to walk out and favorably talk about that experience so you know we wanted to make sure that our clients weren't encountering some of the same frustrations you've just shared and in walks the finish line program which we're about to talk about before we do that and and clearly that's what sets you apart right that's that's it's pogo's thing which i think is fascinating because in a very crowded marketplace like let's face it no shortage of physios one on every street corner almost right um you, you seem to have landed on something that has uh set you apart why though why did what I describe, why does what I describe be so um, ubiquitous amongst everyone who, a lot of people who go to physios? Yeah, look, I've got my opinions, obviously. Share it, mate. Go on. (laughs) Piss the industry off. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, that's not my aim. My aim no. is, the, is more cli- obviously, but my aim's on the clients. I'm on the client side. I just want them to get what our industry can offer them. And I took time out, you know, a year and a half ago, not, you know, just in the sen- metaphorical sense of looking at going, oh, what are, what's missing here? You know, the session to session approach to service provision, in our case, the physio industry, that's all the industry's ever known, Tim. And the major flaws I see in it are, Physiotherapy, like any professional service, is not a cheap service. So, you know, you come, you get your session, you pay at the front, you come back next time, you know, and in good faith you might continue that process until potentially you get the result that you're after. Mm-hmm. Um, potentially you don't. And if you don't, you do what you did, Tim, you just drop out. Um, we actually tracked it, you know, approximately two years ago now where we did a six-month, and we've been measuring this every six months, and we wanted to know, 
you know, we talk about, and I know you share a similar love, Apple products. You buy a computer, you get a high five, you get a little party as you walk out the store. Mm-hmm. We, how can we make sure every client that ever engages our service gets that high five moment at the end of it? Um, and that sort of gave birth to this, what, what we're after is a finish line. Okay. So it, 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 just, tracked- just hold that thought, by the way, Brad, because the other thing too is that I, I was lucky enough to go do a bit of a tour of my favourite football club, the Hawks, down in Melbourne a few years ago. Yep. And and the other thing that occurred to me, I, I went into the massage room, right, and one of the players was up on the table and he was had the physio working on him. And I got talking yep. to him, I said, and he was in a lot of pain. And I said, how often does, how often do you get this treatment? He goes, every day, every single day. Yep. And the, the other thing that occurred to me was that physio saying to me, come back, next week or we'll see in a couple of weeks' time, wouldn't the, 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 the real truth around the solution be actually we need to see yep. you twice a day for the next six days, for example? Absolutely, Tim. Absolutely. And we share that. I mean, I share your, you as a practice, as a team, we share that. You know, why is it that we've operated on this session-to-session stayed, men, you know, approach that we tracked into the statistics around doesn't measure, it doesn't work, it gives one in two people at best the outcome that they actually right. wanted. And when we talk about outcomes, we talk about either getting out of pain, Tim, mm-hmm. or getting back to your physical best. They're two different journeys. Mm-hmm. We use a little graph for this, and people get to choose your journey. Tim, if you just want the pain relief, let's give you that. That's how that looks. But you don't want to do the rehab. You don't want to do the exercise. Let's just get clear on your expectation and deliver what you want. Mm-hmm. If it's to go the full length, and fully rehabilitate and address the reasons why you've got the problem, you know, falling off the bike, we can't address that, but, mm. you know, um, then let's go into a, di- you know, a different journey. But let's get clear from the outset what you want, first of all. And secondly, you know, we recognise that one in two people get, you know, an actual finish line result in the industry. So we need to do something different on that respect. And a big reason, I think, Tim, uh, why only one in two people get that result, get that finish line under the session-to-session care approach is exactly what you just shared with your observation of the professional football player. If you've got an injury, you just want it sorted. You want to get out of pain and back to your physical best, whichever Mm -hmm. path you're choosing. Why is it that as health professionals – we would give a prescription for you as you experienced, Tim, come back at the end of the week or come back next week. Mm. Yet we know at our heart level with our skill set, if you were here the next day, you would get a markedly better outcome, a much quicker outcome, and you'd be raving about it. Yet we diagnose your hip pocket versus diagnosing your injury and we yeah, make our prescription accordingly. And, you know, we walk around here, I talk about family recommendations. Tim, what would you recommend your, you know, physio A, B, what would you recommend your own mum? Mm-hmm. So your own mum. Would you want her sitting around in pain for a week? No, you'd have her in the next mm-hmm. day. And why don't we do that? Because we are aware that the set service is, a, you know, not a cheap service and we always have thought in the past what can the client afford versus what can they need and they're worlds apart, Tim. So in walks the finish line program of Pogo Physio. What is it? Yeah, Timbo, the finish line programs, I mean, firstly, finish line's a philosophy. It's that philosophy that we share that we want every client to get a high-five moment uh, to get what they wanted to get done, done, and to not come back. We know we often say we love you, but we hope we don't see you soon unless <laughs> you need us. We're here if you need us. So, you know, we, we the finish line, you know, as a concept got birthed. I was out running one day. I, I often run, and funnily enough, I listen to podcasts as I run, but uh, it sort of dawned on me that, geez, the personal training fitness industry has really been getting this right with their 12-week boot camps, et cetera, mm-hmm. would that ever fit inside our professional service environment? And I thought, oh, you know, I thought all the reasons why it wouldn't work and not every injury is going to need 12 weeks, et cetera, et cetera. And I thought, what about a subscription model? We know that session to session isn't working. Even with our high standards as a practice, we're still giving people one in two of them exactly what they want. Um, would a subscription model work, you know, where a client pays a fee for all access to all services in-house, you know, all the different things we do? for a set fee a month. And I thought, you know what, it's still not going to fix the problem of people dropping out before they truly achieve what they wanted to achieve. And that's when it sort of dawned. I'm like, we need an end date. We need a finish line, a date in the diary where people can run to that and know that at that point they can expect to have everything sorted uh, if they've been doing their bit and we've been doing ours. So that was the, the birth of the finish line concept. A little aha moment, Brad. 
Well, I'm a runner and I often think, you know, why is it that at the end of a race, you know, you come within the finish line and you find this extra gear, you know, mm. you find this extra burst of energy and commitment and you lift it up a notch, but it's just the power of having an end date. It works in any any walk of life, I feel. So we've really now used that, you know, that in, in, in empowering our clients with results. They know when they're going to finish. And so let's get the job done. So explain how it works. I come in, I, I, I gather I can still go into Pogo Physio and do what I've always done, which is I'll have a consult 30 minutes later, see you next week or see you next month. Or... I can go down the finish line program. Is that correct? Correct, Tim. And so it all starts with, you know, what's your diagnosis? So our industry typically, uh, Tim, has 30-minute to 45-minute at a stretch initial appointments. So initial meaning your first time in the door. I've been bothered by that for a long time. Um, and, you know, uh, you know, if you want express medicine, then, you know, beware that, you know, mm-hmm. you're probably going to misdiagnose things and, you know, everything else. And I'm like, well, we can't, I mean, I feel like it takes me 10 minutes to, to, you know, to, to get rapport with the client and, you know, how can we do that in half? How can we diagnose a condition, give them some love, give them some treatment and have them feel like they're confident in what we're doing in 30 minutes. So we've got a, what we call discover a cover. It's the you know, we talk about it being the gateway to our party. If you believe that we're the right physios for you and we're very clear on who our ideal clients are, then there is no other way to do this because you value your physical best performance. We need 60 minutes with you to start with and 60 minutes for your second session. And inside that, we come up with a diagnosis. So what it is, we look at why it's happened. So the contributing factors, we immediately start some treatment, set you up with you know, if necessary, some things to be doing proactively between that appointment and the next. And this is done on an exercise app that we use, so it's no longer stick figures on a bit of paper. Hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, you hear me, yeah. <laughs> um, and in the rest of Australia says amen too. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that happens across two one-hour sessions. That's our discover recover process. So, so across pause those there, pause two there. sessions. Pause, pause, yep, pause. Okay. There's, there's yep. so much to unpack there. What's interesting, and I'm looking at the Discover Recover uh, page on your website, um, you've trademarked Discover Recover. Correct. Correct. Clever. Yep. You're packaging it up. It's unique in our industry. Yep. You, it's unique in your industry. You are, there's so many learnings here, listeners, no matter what industry you're in. You have packaged it up into a step-by-step process. What is my injury? What caused it? How long is it going to take for it to get better? How much will it cost? These are these are all questions, and then you provide the treatment. So it, it, it's you've made the intangible very tangible, right? Yep. <laughs> he, says with a, he says with a big sigh. Yeah, well, I mean, it's Tim. If we're serious about what we do, can we afford not to? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we're either here to get clients' results or we're not. And uh, these are the questions, as you said on the on the Discover Recover page of our website. They're the questions that we know our clients are asking. Yeah. So, who are we to not answer them inside their first appointment with with yeah. us? So Love we've it. built, you know, we've built that into the experience. So it's a, it's a two session first step. Yep. to the finish line program. Is that correct? Correct, Timbo. Uh, it's a, so the, it's a two-step process in the first part of the dis- Discover Recover process as you head towards the finish line, correct? Correct. And, you know, we need to know what your diagnosis is. Diagnosis determines prognosis. So diagnosis is, you know, what it is. Prognosis is how long. So not everyone's going to fit into where we're probably about to go, one of our finish line programs, so we still need to offer session-to-session care, and I can give examples as we go, Tim. Does it um, allow you to charge a premium, Brad? Well, I mean, premiums a subjective term. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, let me rephrase it. it terms... Let me rephrase it. Does, yep. does it allow, allow you to price your services higher than what you used to? Absolutely. I mean, one, we're spending longer with a client, And we didn't just do this off a whim, Tim, and go, oh, let's just create longer consults because we think it's going to be better for the client's outcome. We Mm. knew it would be, but we asked, you know, our clients through some surveying and different things. And and the funny thing was, Tim, one, would you like, we asked, would you like longer consults? Yes. Two, if we offered them, would you be happy to pay for them? (laughs) What do you think the answer was? No. Yes. (laughs) So it was a no-brainer for us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, but... it comes back to, you know, how important is their problem for them to get solved. So, so yeah, we do charge more. Um, 
because everything is lifted in terms of our standards and we know what we can deliver with our results. So, and in okay. terms of the industry average, Tim, it's, it's, it's worlds apart, but I think our results are worlds apart. What am I paying for a Discover Recover session? Yeah, Discover Recover, uh, they're built out at $175 for our master's physios for the hour, which is still a cheap consult mm-hmm. compared to going somewhere and getting a half an hour initial consult and then going back for a half an hour follow-up to get the same amount of work done, mm-hmm. um, relative. Uh, and then the second one is built at the same, so $175 for the second hour. That's okay. still paid session to session. And and I'm on a different fee structure. I mean, I'm running the business and niched out in different things. So my mm-hmm. fees are $300 for the hour and $300 for the, uh, the follow-up hour. Um, okay. So we finish, we finish the discover recover two sessions at at that point do you then say hey listen timbo uh, this is what we think it's going to take for you to reach your finish line which you've identified with me you put a price on it and then i visit you as often as i want or have i got it wrong no it's it's it's, it's very close tim um yeah so we've diagnosed your injury we know well it's a matter of marrying together what you've got and where you want to be because you can have the same condition but have very different desires as the recipient of our service. So once we're very clear, and we're not talking about what do you want to get out of this, get out of pain, well, of course, why is that important to you? And we try and plumb down two or three levels until we get that aha moment where our clients truly know that Mm -hmm. we've got why they're there, which I think in healthcare so often doesn't happen, often because of the time constraints. Mm -hmm. You know, you want to get better, of course. Let's just get that done. (laughs) So, Tim, once we know what you want um, and what your condition is, we will recommend, based on what you're trying to get done, one of four finish line programs. And they are either session-to-session care, which is exactly like you've experienced our industry, Tim, over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, you know, we, we need that. If we've got someone with frozen shoulder, for example, a true authentic frozen shoulder, we could see you three times a day for two weeks. It's not going to move the needle forwards any quicker. There's a natural time course for that condition that it needs to run. It's sort of unfortunately 18 to 24 months. So there's no you're not going to get value if you go onto a finish line program where you get unlimited access mm-hmm. across that time frame. The other three options, Tim, are a two-week fast track program, a six-week complete recovery program, and a 12-week interperformance program. And the interperformance program is really what we want to be known for as POGO. It's our hallmark program. It's about taking people from injury into a state of physical performance that they didn't know existed. So they're our four our four programs, Tim. Each with a different price point, right? Yeah, correct. And each, uh, except for the, f- the first one, visit by visit, but the others, uh, what I'm finding interesting is that you're, you're letting people visit you as much as they want to. Is it, well, does that not open itself up to abuse? Well, it, it, it could, right? But as the business owner and as a physio that's passionate about seeing our industry be known for what it can actually achieve for people, removed from the restraints of the session-to-session limitations, which we've discussed, Um, Mm -hmm. I am happy to have a client come in and see, if they feel that they need to be seen, there's a reason for that. So as the health practitioner, I feel it's incumbent upon me to, even if it was me to sit the client down and say, you know, look, I'm hearing your concerns. This is the perspective of where we're going, where you're up to. This is our next step, reviewing two days, five days, one day, whatever it might be. Isn't that a better conversation yep. to have because we've got our doors wide open than you going over the fence to the neighbour and saying, hey, neighbour, my shoulder's not getting as better as quick as I thought it mm. would. What do you reckon I do? And he you know, gives you an option and off you go. You change gears and <laughs> spend more money and you know, you're back to square one. So, so yeah, there's an inherent risk mm-hmm. there, Tim, but I don't really see it as a risk. I see it as an opportunity to actually provide the care that clients need. How long has the Finish Line program been in effect, Brett? Tim, we launched it July 2016. So we've now had the benefit of having six months of, uh, or just over that really, seven or eight months of uh, client success through the programs. And what's, what's, what's been the biggest uh, impact on the business in, in those six months? The biggest impact on the business would be some of the virality, if you like, that it's starting to create in our – we're on the Gold Coast, so we're at the moment mm-hmm. geographically bound, you know, in our, our reach. Uh, and we have clients travel great distances. That's, that's a whole lot of, you know, fun when people travel. Um, I talk about loyalty as how many practices do they need to drive past to get to us. <laughs> um, mm. So, you know, we're getting this virality. We're getting known for a different approach, Tim. And for me, that's just wonderful because I know that our approach is getting 
incredible results and our clients are loving it. Um, you know, for example, uh, a gentleman, a young musician who I saw, he's a talented musician. His band's just been signed by a, you know, producing a record producing company and he's off to the studio soon. He'd had all his school life, uh, last part of his school life. Sorry, Tim, his uni, uni days, terrible back pain mm-hmm. and sciatic. It had back surgery. His neurosurgeon referred him to see our practice, specifically me in this instance. Um, and this gentleman is a young uni, just finished uni. Sorry. You know, I think his car had done 30,000, you know, sorry, a 300,000 Ks or something. He didn't have the finance readily there, but he could see that he was going to have to spend the money anyway. And he loved the idea of the 12 week into performance program where we would take him from where he was to where he could truly be. Um, so through some help with his parents, he invested in the 12 week program, which is a fee for, you know, it's, it's, it's $3,995. There's a bit more if people want specifically me involved. Um, mm-hmm. Yet he got far more in services access than he could ever have gotten otherwise. So he got far more in value than what he paid, which I was happy for. All I cared about, we cared about, was getting him a result. And this young guy went from not even being able to stand and play his guitar, and he's a lead guitarist, Tim. So you, you don't see too many lead guitarists mm-hmm. sitting down. Um, he <laughs> not a no, good no. He went from that to running 15 k's at the end of that 12 weeks with me. I ran in the race with him here on the Gold Coast. It's part of our program. We actually pay for our clients to have a physical experience, Tim, something that's out of their normal comfort. It's part of the interperformance program. So for Tom, we identified early that he loves to run, yet he hasn't been able to run much for the last few years. We're like, right, let's set that. That's going to be our celebration event. And, you know, I went and ran it with him. He had a great time and discovered a new level of performance that you never knew existed. So it's a good experience. Love it. What, what do you mean you pay for your clients to have a physical experience? Well, in the 12 week into performance program case, Tim, it's a transformation. You know, it's about opening people's eyes to the fact that, you know what, you've had chronic low back pain or sciatica in Tom's case. Tom, do you know that it is possible if we, you know, and we use this in our finish line workbooks, our clients have workbooks, so that, you know, they have online access mm-hmm. to stuff as well. Um, do you know that it's possible, Tom, to actually get on top of this through these mechanisms. If we do this work and if we approach your visitations as it needs to be versus coming every week, you know, it's, let's get intensive about this, that it's possible for you to do these things. And, you know, people don't naturally, when they're in pain and they've had this legacy of this, it's hard for them to see that runway ahead of them. Yet when we take the time and we've got that ability to have the contact time with them and the regularity through the unlimited access fixed price methods, you know, all of a sudden they start to buy into the idea and they experience it as they go. So it's like a metamorphosis to the point that, you know, sometimes you've got to put the the cap on their activity because they're getting so excited. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah, love it. Oh, that's a great idea. Now, um, brilliant. You have differentiated yourself. You've challenged the conventions of the industry. You've differentiated yourself from uh, everyone else in the industry. You have, um, you've got a wonderful respect for marketing, Brad. You've been a long-time listener of this show. You've been a member of the Small Business Big Marketing Forum. Um, I would argue that you're in the minority. What is it about marketing and setting yourself apart that you love? Tim, I think when you you know passionate about what you do, when you truly believe in uh, in what you do and what you can offer the world, I almost I just don't understand how you could not want to either develop skill set in marketing your product or service, or have a natural you know interest in it. I mean, obviously we're all wired differently, but even if you don't int- not interested in it, I think it's incumbent that if you truly at your heart of hearts believed in what you do, wouldn't you not want the world to know about it <laughs> and when I've th- oh, yeah. when I've thought about that, just from my own self reflection, I mean, I'm a physio student at uni. I, I yes, I was creative at school, and I used to be the lead singer in a band. And I did the you know the I can't sing Tim, but I could rap. I used to do the posters for our <laughs> band, Power Pig. I'd run around the town and stick them up on the telegraph pole. So I look back and I go, you know what? I was always marketing things. Um, <laughs> I, I, I've got to stop yeah, you. Yeah. You got a short rap for us? Oh, Tim. <laughs> I, think our, I think our signature song was tennis ball. Hey, stop rolling, baby little tennis ball. Hey, stop rolling, maybe we'll make you stand still. Hey, stop rolling, baby little tennis ball. What you going to do when the wind stops slopping and the hill stops rolling and you got to go home? That was as good as it got, Tim. 
Oh, busy, mate. I'm so glad you saw you got to the fork in the road. There was rapping, there was physio, and thank you for choosing physio. It's absolutely tremendous. But also thanks for, for rapping with us. Hey, um, I love that. What you said, what you said is like, you know, if you truly, truly believe in what you do, then how could you not want to tell the world about it? And obviously marketing is a great way of doing that. And uh, maybe there's something in that for others listening um, that you don't truly, if, if marketing is, is eluding you or successfully marketing yourself or your business is eluding you, then maybe you need to reassess what it is you're offering. And that doesn't mean shutting the business or starting again, but it does mean maybe just repositioning how you look at what you do and what you offer and what you're selling and find find an emotional entry point that helps you fall back in love with what you do. It's probably a, Mate, that's, a good exercise to undertake. Busy. I think that's, I mean, we had some rough years through our middle era where, you know, we were doing a journey in a model that wasn't us, it wasn't me, and, you know, through the franchise years. And uh-huh. they were rough years. They were, you know, they were bumpy years. They were years where I looked at myself and thought, wow, what am I doing this for? I really went deep with, you know, and it was like, no, no, I even thought, Tim, of walking away from the industry on numerous times. Um, well, yet, mate, you had wrapping to fall back on. I, well, I knew that. <laughs> But, you know, I looked at it and I thought, well, there's got to be – I'm not finished. I can't walk away from – I've got to have one more crack at it. And so that's when I thought we're going to do it differently, not because we just want to be different but because it needs to be done differently. And, you know, it's it's given this obviously expression through our marketing and our, you know, currently what we do. How low did it get in those years? Oh, Tim, I mean, uh, yeah, they were uh, very bumpy years. Uh, We – I knew I was clinically depressed, Tim, when I walked out the back of the practice one day. And, you know, when you've got pride in what you do, you make sure the door's locked, <laughs> right? I walked out the back one day and I was, you know, I'd done my patient load for the day early in the morning to sort of late in the mm-hmm. early evening. And I walked out the back and I remember, I don't even think that is the door locked. And I actually, the first time I've ever can recall, didn't double check it. I went, I don't care if it's not locked. <laughs> um, so that were rough years, mm. Tim. Um, really, really tough times personally, different things. We, you know, our family, we were going through the journey of, uh, you know, uh, giving you know, our first child arriving and multiple miscarriages in that journey and things. So mate, they were really tough mm. years. So, you know, I look at anyone mm. in business and I know you're going to have those roller coaster, you know, times and, I just always have admired, you know, that's why I've really resonated with your message that the small business owners that keep rolling their sleeves up and, you know, keep showing up. Mm. So, yeah, it's going to be pretty tough at times. Yeah, thanks for sharing that, mate. I, it's, uh, you know, we all hit hit tough times and there'll be there'll be owners listening right now who are wondering why, why am I doing what I'm doing? Uh, but, you know, it doesn't mean you always have to keep going. But uh, every every successful business owner that I've spoken to on this show, of course, hits hits a rough time. It's I guess it's, I mean you're you're the runner, mate. You're the guy who does marathons. I, th- I guess it depends what you do when you when you arrive at that wall, right? Yeah, I mean you either reinvent yourself or you you know I guess you transition into something else. I mean I was thinking I'm going to go into real estate. Mm. I like people, you know. Yeah, maybe I'll be a good real estate agent. The ones that seem to do well are the ones. Real estate's such a fallback position. <laughs> How many people must just go? Oh, look, I don't know. I just can become a. Real, I'm just become a real estate agent. I reckon that's just a, a common phrase that many. I've said it to myself at a point in time. It was yesterday, I think. <laughs> um, no, that's not true. Hey, um. So tell me uh, one thing. I've got five quickies before we wrap things up, Brad, but I do want to ask you, you you do a lot of content creation. You've got your own podcast uh, for runners. Um, So you're building your personal brand and the Pogo Physio brand, which I think is is very clever. But what's what's the best marketing you do to generate inquiry for your business? Getting people a finish line result, Tim. Yep. There you go. The best marketing is a great product. Yep, absolutely. It's just giving people what they what they want to get out of it. It's, it's really not too hard. I mean, I can tell you about all the tricks and different so, things. So can, yep, you go. Unpacking that, getting someone a great result, so they, they walk out at their end of the at the finish line going, my God, my frozen shoulder is fixed or my whatever ache and pain I came in with, it's finished. Do you then sit back and confidently rely on them telling others? 
No. Or do you actively ask yeah, them look, to? Yeah, we don't leave anything to chance. Only reason being their results too important is to leave things to chance. So there's a whole engineered experience from discover, recover through to the finish line, including, a you know, uh, for the, the two, six and 12 week programs, a concierge type service, an SMS buddy that people have access to and different things. Um, so nothing's hmm. left to chance. In terms of that finish line, being arrived at we're talking about this weeks out you know okay we're coming up to it etc are you happy with your progress are you happy with your progress you know being proactive with um making sure they're on track for it um Mm. when they hit that line we have a little celebration and you know different ways we do that and uh you know there's a a built-in um you know campaign we have with each of the programs for people via email so um you know we do some surprise and delight things at that moment all our clients and i won't share the surprise in case anyone experiences it with us but no one's listening brad (laughs) just tell us what it is Um, i mean we i mean it's a simple way to start but we have you know a, a card that's got a cool message on it with some movie tickets that go out um, mm-hmm. And then you know we have a you know a nurture sequence where you know hey did you know it's six months since you crossed your finish line and, and a year and some little electronic vouchers and different things that accompany that so we always want to um, you know give people tools to spread the word. So just to understand that all those things that you do form uh, what I would argue is a great customer experience for the customer for the patient in your case. Yep. Are you then relying on them talking about it to others still, or oh, I mean, is there is there a point where you say, "Hey, listen"? Because I, I had I had a dentist on years ago. I can't. What was his name? Oh, um, yeah. uh, Lund, yeah, Patty, Patty Lund. Lund. Yep. Now, now a bit of a different story. Although he, what he did do was he closed the doors of his practice basically, and and he wanted to keep going, but he he just said to his twenty five percent of his favourite patients here's my business card, give it to two people just like you. And that was how he built his business again from the, the ground up by just getting great patients that he wanted to work with. Um, so he actively yep. did that. Do you actively we, do that with your clients? Yeah, we have little referral cards. So we do. Uh, every client typically around the third session gets you know, a little booklet with two little referral cards in there and a little gift for the referrer and the referee. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's that's gotcha. the lifeblood of any small business, I think, and particularly a service business. Um, I'm less excited mm-hmm. about having, you know, massive numbers of new clients through our door. I mean, we experience that. I'm more excited about mm-hmm. what percentage of finish line results did we achieve for our clients over that six-month period. Yeah, that's right. our... You know, that's our guiding light. That's our north star. So, you know, Makes it, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Reputation is too important to not give people what they want. Now, Brad, I always like to finish with five quickies. Are you ready? Yes. Do you accept the challenge? <laughs> I love a challenge. <laughs> How did you ask for your wife's hand in marriage? Oh, Tim, how long we got? There was a foiled attempt and then there was the uh, real attempt. <laughs> oh, the really? foiled attempt, uh, yeah, it's quite a story, but I'll keep it keep it short. But to answer your question, I uh, organised a uh, gondola or little boat down the river of Noosa. We are on the Gold Coast mm-hmm. and uh, it was in the evening and at the restaurant, I told them I wanted a good seat at the table and, you know, a good, good table, sorry, and uh, that I'm going to propose that night and they got the message wrong and one of the serving staff came out and said, so have you asked yet? Oh, no. <laughs> and uh, and I just really fell off the chair and, you know, I was hoping Christina, my wife, didn't pick up on it. I'm sure she did. Uh, anyway, we were trying to get out of there. We finally got in this little boat and we're driving up the river and I could just see the, the floodlights of Noosa, <laughs> Noosa in, in advance of us and I knew that I had between where I was and there to get the job done. So I got down the knee and the rest is rest is history. But the foil attempt, I'd ask Christina's mother if, you know, everything was okay. I'd called her father who lives in Portugal and uh, we went for a weekend prior to this uh, attempt and um, – I just didn't – I wanted it perfect and uh, just I just wasn't going to work. I'm like, it's got to be better than this. But what I didn't know was on the way back in the car, Christina's mum would phone and say, so, honey, have you got anything to tell me? And and she'd be getting text messages from all of her mum's oh, friends no. um, saying, you must be the happiest girl by now. So, Tim, it was very awkward. It's funny that you asked, but, but I got the job done and uh, I married way above my pay grade. There you go. What's your guilty pleasure? Guilty pleasure, mate oh. – I mean, running for me is uh, – I'm a fairly energetic type of personality, so 
um, if I don't run, I'm a different person. So I've got to put my shoes on and head out for a run and listen to a good podcast. Uh, good on you. The Small Business Big Marketing Show, clearly. What's the strangest thing you've seen whilst out running? <laughs> I just had this conversation with a patient. He volunteered some interesting things that wouldn't make this edit. But, um, <laughs> oh, Tim, oh, you, you see them all. I mean, I've seen things in bushes along the, <laughs> the uh you know, the parks of the Gold Coast that I wish I didn't see, I'll probably leave it at that. Oh, don't. Now you've got us all wondering. Uh, what, are you, what are you too afraid to try? Oh, I mean, professionally, you know. No, nothing, no, I, no. There's just... nothing professionally. Personally, what am I too afraid to try? You know what? I, it's funny. Uh, right, I've got two beautiful girls. One's three and a half, one's six months and one of my clients is a skydive skydive instructor. I did it for my 21st, and he's like, recently, when are you going to come again, Brad? And I'm like, sorry to break your bub- burst your bubble, Jeff, but, <laughs> mate, I'm a dad of two girls, and, yeah, I'd get a thrill out of it, but the risk versus reward, even though it's small. So, mate, I'd Fair have enough. to say I wouldn't jump out of a plane again, not while I've got my two girls. <laughs> what is it about you high-performing athletes that means you can only have girls? It's a, it's a, it's a common thing, isn't it? A lot of um, – I know AFL footballers have lots of girls. Something in the uh... – chromosomes or something there is i think it's a sex hormone thing tim there there is something to it right. my wife she's in medicine she could explain there it you go. so uh but, last yeah, quickie brad is right. what what song is at the top of your motivational playlist oh mate um uh, through my band years at school the red hot chili peppers were ah. a major influence so you know the, the chili peppers but um if i looked at my phone now it would be uh the Trolls songs because my three-and-a-half-year-old just loves the Trolls movie, so it's Justin Timberlake and a couple of his colleagues. <laughs> oh, I love it. I was hoping for something like something out of Flashdance or, you know, uh, an, an 80s big hair band, bit of, bit of the Jove, bit of Bon Jovi, not to be. I have, I have listened to Bon Jovi for a marathon before. I, yeah, but, yeah uh, I yeah. bet you have. Hey, mate, uh, thanks, Brad. Thanks for um, taking us inside Pogo Physio and, and to the Finish Line program because I, I love and I know my listeners love hearing uh, a, a business that's doing things differently, not just for the sake of it, but because the industry demands it and it's just a better way for everyone. So well done, buddy. Oh, thanks, Tim. And uh, certainly one of the podcasts I have listened to over the years has been SBBM, Small Business, Big Marketing. So, mate, it's uh, it's great to feel like uh, um, our business has arrived at a stage that's worthy to share with your listeners. Good on you, mate. Thanks, Brad. Thanks, Timbo. There you go, team. Brad Beer of Pogo Physio. Check them out, pogophysio.com.au. Coming up, I share my top three attention grabbers from that fireside chat with Brad. Plus, I've got another low-cost marketing idea for you. But first, I'd like to give you an insight into how you can create more freedom in your business and personal life. Do you find yourself spending way too much time working in your business? Spending precious time on tasks that, as a business owner, you really should be getting others to do? Or maybe you find yourself paying way above the odds to get these tasks done. Things like data entry, inbound and outbound calling, social media, website and diary management, all those things that just take up time. Well, it doesn't have to be that way. The sooner you offload this work and expense, the sooner you can focus on building that beautiful business of yours into the empire it deserves to be. And that's where Cornerstone steps in. Cornerstone is an Aussie-owned and run company based in the Philippines and are specialists in finding you full-time virtual assistance from as little as $8 an hour. The freedom this will create for you is unbelievable. As a Cornerstone client, Anna Davies said of her virtual assistant, and I quote, he's incredibly pleasant to work with. Having him in the team is excellent. I can't imagine how our lives were without him. End quote. So go ahead and book a no-obligation discovery call with Cornerstone today by calling 02-9083-6689 or visit cornerstonebusinesssolutions.com.au. I believe in them so much, I own part of the business. (laughs) 
Righto. Top three attention grabbers from my chat with Brad Beer of Pogo Physio. Number one, every client gets a high five program. I love that. Now, if you don't offer programs in your business, don't worry. Uh, most businesses don't. At least have a think about creating a high five moment for each and every client of yours. Attention grabber number two, I love Brad's definition of loyalty as being, and I quote, how many other physio practices a patient has to drive past in order to get to his, end quote. I love that. How do you define loyalty in your business? And attention grabber number three, Brad's respect for marketing and his belief that if you truly love and believe in what you sell, then how could you not want to tell the rest of the world about it? Hey, love that. What grabs your attention? Head over to the show notes at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com forward slash 350 and let me know your thoughts. It's time for one simple yet effective marketing idea that you can implement immediately. One that's not going to cost a fortune, might just generate you more awareness, more inquiry, and ultimately more sales. Today's idea is to host a VIP event. When was the last time you held a live event for your clients? You know, living in such a virtual world these days, it may have well been quite some time ago. Well, once in a while, it's worth hosting an event in the physical world in an effort to get the word out about your business and connect with more leads. The VIP event is a strategy that can be particularly useful if you're launching something new, have some groundbreaking news to share with your tribe, or you simply want to bring people together for some fun and networking. (laughs) Imagine that, fun and business. How dare we? These types of events are also a great way to create some social buzz about your company in the weeks leading up to your event and on the night of of the event itself. So here's my three steps to creating an unforgettable VIP event. Step one, get clear on what kind of event you want to host and what your goals are. Do you want to network with more people in your industry? Do you want to build a new list of qualified leads? Do you want to get feedback on your products or services? Or do you simply want to throw a party for your best and most loyal customers? Nothing wrong with that. Step two, outline what you want to happen at the event, who you want to invite, and when and where it will happen. Set a budget for your event and start working on the logistics. Step three, break the rules. You know, I think too many business events are held, here we go, in boring venues, serving boring food, (laughs) if I see another fried wonton, and stick to a boring running sheet. So, challenge what businesses in your industry do by selecting a venue, menu, and order of proceedings that will have your guests talking for weeks to come, (laughs) for all the right reasons, of course. And here's my pro tip. If event planning isn't your thing and cash flow allows, then bring in a professional to organise the whole event. You know, like Frank the Wedding Planner from, um, what was it, Father of the Bride. Love that character. That way you can focus on working the room and having some fun. As always, there'll be links in the show notes to any resources over at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com forward slash 350, including a link to a blog post on 42 event planning tips for small business. And if you'd like help implementing any of the ideas I share in this segment, go ahead and join the Small Business Big Marketing Club over at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com, where I will personally support you daily on your marketing journey. So... What have you got to lose? Well, that almost wraps up another episode of the Small Business Big Marketing Show. But don't worry, plenty of marketing gold coming your way in the weeks ahead. Next week, it's just you and I. Yeah, we're going to have a little chin wag about podcasting. And I'm going to answer every question that you've got on your mind about this wonderful medium. Hey, do you remember that interview I did with email marketing expert Shane Tilly a few years ago? Here he is explaining why so many businesses get email marketing wrong. 
I think um, because a lot of it on the surface looks very hard and feels very hard, uh, and there's a, a little, uh, I guess, mountain to climb. I'll call it a small mountain, but there's a little work to be done up front to get a yourself hill. a hill, a hill. We'll call it a mogul. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, just to get yourself set up properly, and once you do that, then the rest just becomes so much um, uh, so much easier. Uh, and I think once businesses get over that initial um, little hill, then um, the downward side of that just can continue to pay off for um, a long, long time. Shane goes on to share a very clear process for creating an email marketing strategy that actually generates sales, which you can listen to over at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com or, you know what I'd love you to do? Subscribe on iTunes. It's free. Helps my rankings. <laughs> Boosts my ego. Hey, I'd love to hear from you. Feel free to email me, tim at timreid.com.au. Say hi. Send me a comment, a bit of feedback. Or you can hit me up on Twitter at Timbo Reed. Be sure to check out Cornerstone if the idea of a virtual assistant excites the hell out of you, and it should. You'll find them at cornerstonebusinesssolutions.com.au or you can call them on 02-9083-6689. Hey, if you love this show, pay it forward by sharing it with one, two, maybe ten other small business owners. Until next week, I'm Timbo Reed. Thanks for listening to the Small Business Big Marketing Show. May your marketing be the best marketing. Bye for now.